Hello and welcome to the MHG podcast. As usual, life can be miserable, it can be dark, so we're here to bring you a little bit of light and a little bit of joy. But this week, it's a bit different. He's just been released by Fox News, so this week we are joined by Tucker Carlson. How you doing? No, sorry, that's the wrong script. That's the one where I was at GB News for the day, sorry. Um, I'm joined by Stu. As usual, how you doing, Stu? Not too bad, yeah. Hopefully the opposite of Tucker Carlson. And uh, yeah, I was seeing a, watching a thing about him not long ago, actually, about how he was, you know, his career is kind of like based off the back of, well, a lot of these white men failing upwards, you know, getting lucky. He's He was a personable presence, and he, but he, he discovered that instead of being moderate, if he went further towards the right wing, then he would get more attention and more views and more engagement mm. uh, and did that instead. So, yeah, just, just reinforces that, you know, it's not most of the people who are mouthpieces for the right who you find on YouTube and on on telly. Are very often they're not right wing or they they're just amb- ambivalent and they're just doing it because it makes them a lot of money. Tucker Carlson literally, I think it was the day after or two days after he got fired, basically went, "Yeah, I'm a grifter. Um, this is what the media don't yeah. want you to know. They want us to do this stuff, so we do it and get yeah. paid more." It was like, mate. You've harmed so many people with these these words that you say. And you're now saying that you didn't actually mean all of them and it was just yeah. a grift. That doesn't make you a better person. Nope. No, it, may, it, may, that it makes, makes you worse. probably a sociopath. I, I think, I've, I've said this yeah. before, I think that the prevalence of sociopathy in, in as, you, as we define it as like somebody who struggles to or either has no empathy... I think the prevalence of it in society in West in the Western world is far higher than we give it credit for, and pretty much everybody who's in that kind of industry, you know, who you're getting negative vibes from, is probably a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, I think Tucker Carlson and the ilk from Fox News proved themselves to be probably the uh, the heads of the sociopath league. Yeah, <laughs> precisely. Uh, Talking of industries that are worse than Fox News. Yeah, like nice light start. Yeah, go on. Hello. Um the video game industry show. I know, right? <laughs> it's it's really weird, the video game industry. But today, look, for the last few weeks, we're gonna lie, we've been focusing on just like talking about games and stuff like that. Um mainly time constraints, uh, but also as we say, life's bloody miserable, so we just talk about the good stuff where we can at the moment. <laughs> That's right. Um, because I, neither of us want to fall into a deep depression to think about what's actually going on at the moment. That's right. Um, yeah, cereal's expensive, and I don't want to go down that route. Um, oh, everything's expensive. Oh, God, yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I will ask what you've been playing, Stu, but then you're going to turn it around and ask me... Yeah, so segue time. So yeah, cereal's expensive. You know what else sometimes contains cereal? Series of video games that are serialized. Yes, that's right. Video games, Brad. So boom, boom, mic drop. I'm out of here. So <laughs> what have you been playing that is a video game? Oh, look at the plot twist there. I know. Right? We're- it's like full David Lynch territory. That's that's really weirded people out. Operating on so <laughs> many levels here now, Bradley. Yeah. I know, I know. Um, 
So, yeah, first one I've been playing. Um, to the absolute... We've done a plot twist. So, to the absolute surprise of no one, <laughs> I've managed to find a game that is roguelike, puzzle, city builder, deck builder. Hey. Uh, I've managed to find a game that puts all those in it. Bingo! So, yes, it's Brad Bingo. <laughs> Terrascape. <laughs> uh, I've realised I've got... I was looking through my Steam list and I've got five games in a row that have the word terror spelt T-E-R-R-A as part yeah. of the title at the start. Yeah. Um, so there you go. It's, it's uh, that, but yeah. Yeah, it's that ants and a bug life, a bug's life thing all over again. Yeah. And they're all coming yeah. out at the same time. And they're all different though. That's the good feel about yeah, it. But this yeah. one, this one is basically a city builder um, that takes influence from, well, it doesn't take influence from, but has that kind of hexagonal build thing that um, you see in Dolph Romantic, which is one of my favourite uh, casual builders you can get out there. I think it's absolutely brilliant. But what this does, instead of just going, oh, that's Dolph Romantic, so we'll just do that, and we'll just do the hexagonal city building thing. Um, what you actually get is you get different cards. And you have to use these cards to lay different types of land. So it could be like building farms, etc., etc. Loads of different types of ones. And every card you lay has an area of effect status to it. So you might lay a farm down and you might get bonus points because it's next to green area. Or you might lose points because it's near a beach or, or things like that. So you have to really consider where you're placing things. Um... And, like, you get dealt cards at random, you can build your deck up um, for other runs and, and things like that. But instead of just, like, placing and thinking about, like, do these land tiles match or, you know, what's the economy going to be like, you've really got to think about what deck you've built. So you might go, right, I, I've built a deck that's got lots of farms in it, but I've only placed, at this point of the game, two, three farms and I know I've got a whole bunch of them coming. So where can I place it? How can I strategize? Et cetera, et cetera. And how can I build out from there? Um, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's challenging, but fun at the same time. And it doesn't insult your intelligence by hand-holding too much, but at the same time, doesn't go overboard the other way to expect everyone to know everything about the game. Um, and I think, like... I've been playing it for a few hours and every run I've had of it has felt very different when I've built my deck and I've tried different approaches to it. Um, and it works really well on the uh, Steam Deck, which is really good. And yeah, something about sort of when you've got a tile, you're going, oh, I'm trying to place a tile and it's only going to give me a score of five. And then you find you can actually lay it somewhere and it'll be five six times that score it's like yes i'm gonna get a really i'm gonna really improve my score and then the further you get the more cards you get you get positive influences you get negative influences um and yeah it just takes all the core concepts from about three different genres and just mold it all together into something that's coherent and works really 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 well cool yeah i i yeah I got no problem. With I know you, you. You're going. Yeah, I don't like these games. <laughs> yeah, this is, these are not for me. Yeah, but you know, I'll try and be the voice of the audience. So that that sounds that sounds good. Uh, it sounds like it's doing things really well. Does it have like an end game, or is it just you're trying to be better and better each time, or does it actually finish at some point? So it's a 
it's early access at the moment as yeah. well. So at the moment, I'm only playing it and it's just like, just replaying, 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 uh, building your deck light and off it. But it also has a, um, a uh, multiplayer mode. Um, so it's almost got like this board game style to it as well. So the idea is you play multiplayer and you've got to try and get the better score than the, your opponents and, and things like that. So you've obviously, when you're playing, you've got to develop your strategy differently because you've then got to develop your strategy to get your score, but also can you do ways to stop your opponent's scoring and things like that. Now, I've not really tried much of this mode because apparently I can't. I haven't got many people I know who like these sort of games. So I've not really <laughs> played much, much of that at the moment. I've given it a quick go and I really enjoy it. It feels like... One of those, like you know, like a carcassonne or uh, something, or something like that. Um, in it's feeling for the multiplayer, but without just being full on. Oh, it's carcassonne again. So there's no end game, but it's like a board game doesn't have an end game. Like you will finish around, and it's just, do you want to play more? There's no sort of like end boss or anything like that. It's just, yeah, it's just one of those. If that makes sense. It does, and it's a really good comparison because that's what uh, that made me think. So it's the sort of game that, like, uh, like I would play it because I'm sure the mechanics are really good. If if I knew that it would would bring pleasure to the person I was playing with, which sounds really dirty, mm. but I'm not being dirty, or am yeah. I? Um, but like board games, I would get the fun from playing it with another person in the same room. I think so that we'd be talking about all the stuff grabbing a coffee here and there, you know, mm. maybe eating some Doritos or something equally unhealthy, just doing daft stuff like that. And, and part of the being together elevates the game that you're playing. I, like, I, I don't really like online games very much unless they're a game, the game I absolutely love. And the conversation in the background is also you know, good because it's a friend. But the game yep. has to be like absolutely peerless. But the couch co-op thing, I'll play anything pretty much as long as yeah, you know, because it, it's just about the camaraderie and being in the same room and having a laugh kind of a thing. Yeah, and therein I think lies the problem with this at the moment. There's local area network co- uh, PvP and online PvP. I don't think there's any local pvp at the moment which is a shame because yeah you know we're seeing this advent now i think of um board game tables where they've got the screen built in and you could um and this feels like this would almost be ideal as a board game digital board game on a table where you sat together or even if you put it on the tv and sat together um and I, I, my suggestion would have been, if you fancied it, we could do like remote play, but I don't think it's got that as an option. So it would require like you to own the game as well. And I think at that point, it becomes a push for you, someone to say, like, can you buy the game so we can play it, but we're not going to be in the same room unless we've got a land set up or two Steam Decks or two Steam Decks. I don't know why I whispered that and then said it properly. That was really <laughs> bizarre. No, 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 probably I said the loud part quietly and then said the loud part loudly. Just <laughs> anyway. Hey, no, but I, I get so, that. Yeah. 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 There, there's lots there. There's lots there. And it is early access. So I'm hoping that's something they can add to it because, yeah, this. I love digital board games. I think they are brilliant because you haven't got to worry about am I misunderstanding the rules? Worry about losing bits 
or take ages putting it away and setting it up and all, all, all that kind of thing. So I'm a big fan of digital board games, but I think a lot more of them need to somehow find a way of doing local in the same room multiplayer. Whether that's you play on the main screen and then you use your phone or tablet, your own personal device as your deck or your, you know, if you're, I don't know, if you're playing Rummy Cup or something, you know, you've got your, your tiles and, or your Marjon tiles and all different things like that. You've got those on your screen and it can interact with each other, like the uh, Jackbox games, you can do that kind of thing. Um, that, yeah. I think, has got to be the next evolution of these games. How can you play these games locally while being able to do where you've got to have a private hand of something that that that's what's got to come next and i you know it's there and you can do it but no games are really taken advantage this is one where you you this could maybe do something with it this could maybe look at down the line if it's successful enough can they do something with that can they make it that that asymmetric same room different device type thing that works but the groundwork's there. The single player's really good. The online multiplayer, from what I've played of it, is really enjoyable. And yeah, it's, it's a really good game. And I hope to see it improve and do better. Nice. Yeah, no, no. It sounds like it deserves to have that, that functionality. I'm sure they, they, they would love to. And it's probably just money that's prevented them so far. But yeah, let's fingers crossed. Let's hope they can do it. Mm-hmm. So, what have you been playing, Stu? All sorts. I've been playing a load of VR, but I won't go into it because it's it's all old stuff, and I don't. I'm conscious of not just like it's not all old stuff, but there's some old stuff, and I'm conscious of just you know going over old stuff over over and over again because people have played. That, that's stupid bingo anyway. There you go. VR it's, old stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But no, it's no. I I I play. I play new games all the time, evidenced by the fact that the two that I'm going to talk about now, first one being Rusted Moss which is a Metroidvania that got released about a week ago. So I've just been playing it this week. And yeah, it's sort of a pixel art style Metroidvania. You're, I've not really paid much attention to the story. I very rarely pay attention to stories because they're so badly written in games. Even if the plot and the visuals are great and the, the whole way that they merge them is quite nice, I just don't find that they they can tell a story very well. But, you know, there you go. That's a personal thing. But... It's uh, yeah, very basic looking, but very attractive. It's got this kind of muted palette, very, very cute, but very blocky. And yeah, what you do is, the wrinkle for it is that you traverse using a grappling hook. So it's got a bit of a, a, bit of a bionic commando kind of a vibe to it, mm. but much, 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 much bionic more. Bionic Celeste looking at it. Yes, Bionic Celeste is a good way... <laughs> Uh, and is probably what I'm going to be calling the episode. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it is like a Bionic Celeste. And, yeah, it's much, 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 much more difficult to control than Bionic Commando. Uh, hmm. To the degree where I it, I don't think it's... Like, it's fully playable on the Steam Deck, but I don't find the controls for the, for the swinging work very well for me. And I, I don't know if it's because I'm crap playing on on the thing where the controller is also the screen isn't ideal or whether the developers haven't quite got it right i'm not sure um but i've just circumvented all this by turning on accessibility options where pressing jump a second time allows you to float (laughs) so i've kind of got rid of the difficult platforming 
and I'm purely playing it for discovery and the combat. And the floating thing doesn't really like make the combat any easier, which is great. So you can legitimately play it as a, oh, my character has a jetpack kind of thing, you know? Um, so yeah, you go around, you explore, you level up a little bit, grab items, save your progress at save points, find teleporters. This is exactly what you'd expect from Metroidvania. Looks very pretty. Really, you know, I kind of really like the storyline, even though it's I don't like the way that it's written down. I, you know, I don't like reading stuff when I'm playing a game. Yeah. Um, the maps are good. Uh, they're not amazing, but they're good. Uh, yeah, it's overall... It's a very interesting Metroidvania with a strange and easily circumventable control scheme. Uh, it's worth a check. It's worth checking out. As I say, it works very well on the Steam Deck on a technical level. It doesn't have any problems whatsoever. If you wanted to, you know, and if you find that it does, you've got the option to just fly around. So yeah, check it out. Uh, your mileage may vary on it, and. It will depend on how many of the recent Metroidvanias you've played and your appetite for them and all that crap. But watch some few videos. If you like the look of it, maybe jump in. I think it's around the 15 quid mark. And what I'm not happy with you, Stu, right? You call it out. You call it out like poor level design or not the most impressive level design, right? Okay. Can you do better? Can you prove you could do better? Is there a way to show you could possibly do better in this? Uh, do you mean is there a level designer? There's a level know. editor. Ah, there is a level yeah, editor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. I'm not really upset or disappointed with you, Stu. <laughs> yeah, I noticed there's a level editor. Um, that's it's um. There's one thing we could be thankful for Super Mario Maker for, and that's the advent of games that put in full level, like use their tool sets to allow you to make your own levels. Um, yeah. I know Trials did it, like Trials HD and Evolution and all that, but Mario Maker really popularised it and make it made it accessible. Um, and yeah, it's got a level editor, which is really cool. Um, yeah, so I'll be interested to see. Yeah, I'll be interested to see. Wrap a penis, what... probably. <laughs> yeah, big old dick. Um, yeah. I'd be interested to see what people could do, but um, I, I think it might be a bit constrained by the fact they've gone for an, M- an 8 bit style. Uh, you know, blocks of rooms. So it's mm. not really as sophisticated as Super Metroid or, or Symphony of the Night, where, yeah, they're, they're little blocky rooms but on the map, but internally they've got a lot of platform variation. This has got kind of like the portal thing of there are certain things that you swing, you, certain, uh, what is it called, environmental stuff that you can swing on and certain ones that you can't. Yes. And there are death bits uh, and spikes and stuff. Yeah. But fundamentally it's very very simple geography and geometry and i'm not sure there's much that you could do out of it in that way that is easy to do i'd say again as i mentioned a few weeks ago i think developers indie developers are using 8-bit as their platform kind of lookbook to design on yeah because it's 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 easy it's very attractive and it's selling because of the retro nostalgia. I would actually prefer these things to be built on something a bit more sophisticated, which is the 16-bit era, and I don't think it is. But yeah, that's a personal gripe. You take things for what they are, and it's a good it's a good game. Cool, cool. Yeah, I think I've, I've added that to my wishlist. I think that is prime humble bundle at some point by the looks of it. Um, yes. So yeah, I think I'll pick this one up when it's on the cheap or in a humble bundle. 
Yes. Yeah. Cool. So, from leaping around with a grapple hook. Oh God! Here we go. To grappling bubbles and things that are magical with women's magical drop six. There was a link there. You kind of fire up and you collect your, your colours and then you throw them back up. You kind of grapple them down and stuff like that. So there was a leak. Tell you what, right? In the spirit of the last game's level editor, make your own segue up. There you go. <laughs> Editing your own segue, people. We like yeah. to give back. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Magical Drop 6. Right. First of all, do you know what a Magical Drop is, Stu? I know the game series. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love Magical Drop. This is more Magical Drop. So, what you been playing? <laughs> no. Um, it's, yeah, more magical drop. I'm up for more magical drop. Um, it's got puzzle mode. It's got versus mode. It's got story mode. Um, and, like, every single magical drop game that I think I've ever played, you go into, like, the main mode, and the first level is brutal. I mean, it's like these people looked at the first level of Driver and went, hold my beer. Because I spent an hour trying to beat the first level of Magical Drop. Rest of it, piss easy. Um, you're not, not piss easy, but it's like I've not screwed up at all. You know, I've not had to repeat a challenge more than once. But that first level took me forever. Because it's just, it, it just like you go in it, it goes, we don't want you to see any more of this game. You're going to fail this over and over. Um, yeah. Which is a, could come across as really bad game design. In my opinion, it's really, really good game design because it teaches you the competitive side of it that it's not just about matching the colours and being able to sort of like, I know this, I've got to make these three reds and stuff like that. It really forces you to look for chains, um, look for patterns, but do it in the blink of an eye. Your magical drop has always been about going fast uh, and reacting to things super fast. Uh, especially in like uh, battle modes and stuff like that. And the way that first level is, is brilliant for me. Um, now, that's because I love a good puzzle game. And I, I, I you know, I love the, the Magical Drop series. If you're coming into, this is like your first ever puzzle game or your first ever competitive puzzle game or whatever, you might throw this in the bin early on. Um, I am not going to lie on that it's not newcomer friendly at all uh, but as a fan of the series i love it i absolutely love it um the challenge is there um i think it's a very good take on the uh on the color matching genre um and just yeah one i've i've enjoyed for many a year um i i've Got it. Oh, I think I've got all the magical drops in some guys on like a, an Ambernick or my Metroid Pocket Three or my not yet on my newly acquired GPD XD uh, because I've not actually put anything on that yet. But anyway, I'm going <laughs> well off subject. Um, but yeah, I I, I really really enjoy it. Um, the characters aren't as questionable as they've been in the past, shall we say? I could happily play this among my children. Oh my god! Uh, which god is not something that. I've been able to do in the past. <laughs> uh, but I don't know if that's just some moody roms where there's been some thirsty uh, types making their own mods of it and they're the ones that are out there. I don't know. Uh, but obviously this is a Japanese-based original, so make of it what you will. But this one's a bit more family-friendly. 
Uh, and yeah, this is it's brilliant. It's more magical drop. I don't know what else to say, but I'm saying nothing by saying a lot. There you go. Magical drop. Six. Very true. Very true. Yeah. I suppose the only question is, what's the point of it in a world where you've got at least five previous entries and probably a lot more that have got Gaiden stuck on the end? Um, does it have like online play? Does it have rollback yeah. code? Does it have local multiplayer? Does it have good accessibility options? Any of that stuff? So it has multiplayer online and it does have split screen. So it does have it. Um, online, I struggle to find games that stuck. It's I, I think there's, there's been a lot of complaints about that. So I think it needs some patching or whatever um, for the online stuff. But I'm because of my eyes and that, I'm not very good uh, like competing with actual experts or anything like that in these sort of games anymore. So it's I'm happy yeah. just um, um I, I'm happy just playing the CPU and stuff like that. And there are people that have been complaining that it's very easy to cheese the CPU and stuff like that. I I haven't found that. Um I think people look for stuff to, to, to go and have a moan about sometimes. And yeah, you, and you've got to unlock characters. I don't like this in puzzle games. It's one thing I, should, I don't like. You've got to unlock characters as you go through the story mode. I, I would rather the option, again, an accessibility option that you could choose is, do you want everything unlocked? Yes, because you've paid for the game. So, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoy it. It's nothing new, but it's magical drop on modern systems. Um, Fair play. Yeah, weirdly, it's a weird one. Right, Magical Drop 5 is no longer available on Steam. Yeah. Okay, the demo is, but Magical Drop 5 is no longer available on Steam. I own Magical Drop 5. I bought it a good while ago, um, and it was bought. It barely ran on anything for some for whatever reason. They've disowned it, brought out Magical Drop 6. Magical Drop 5, today, as of recording, just got Steam Deck verified. Weird. Yeah. I know. That's bizarre. Um, yeah, so I don't know what rhyme or reason it is to developers updating things or what Steam are deciding they're going to verify and stuff like that. There's still no rhyme or reason to it. But yeah, if you've got Magical Drop 5, I don't fancy spending another 20-odd quid because it is expensive, but I love the game, so I don't care. Um, it's well worth it in my opinion. Uh, but if you've got Magical Drop 5 and you've got a Steam Deck, you don't want to spend more, it's verified now. Out of the blue. Bizarre. To cannibalise their new Weirdness. day. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't get it. But yeah, hey, hey, more people should play Magical Drop. I think it's one of the most underrated puzzle series out there. Um, yeah. So, yeah. What you got next to drop, Stu? And is it magic? Ooh, that's a good question. I It's very pretty. So I'm playing a game that I've been playing since the... Ooh. Oh, those hentai games Distance. again. Yeah, 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 all mucky. That's why my <laughs> eyesight's so bad. Um, I've been playing since the, the, the long ago distant past of yesterday evening, which is Ooh. a game called Figment 2, which I think actually Ooh, came yes. out... Yeah, which actually came out yesterday, I think. Uh, I think I bought it day and day. And yeah, Figment 2 Creed Valley, it's called. And the idea is your your own imagination wandering around your own brain trying to sort out your mundane problems. So you're in your real world, you're an ordinary adult with a family. Cishet, normal family, white guy, most boring creature on earth. And uh, in your head, 
you're trying to sort out your you know daft behaviors by wandering around an isometric map and hitting things with a stick and um it's yeah it's kind of a bit like bastion i would say oh you just stole my bloody joke yeah <laughs> i was gonna say is it the bastion of the genre but we we'll obviously yep we can't now because there is a bastion and you stole my bastion joke <laughs> sorry Sorry. But yeah, no, it's the most obvious. You're playing a character who looks like Tingle from the Zelda series. Yeah. And you, I was like, the minute I saw it, I was like, oh, Nintendo will go and sue somebody. But um, yeah, you're playing Tingle, basically, and you've got a stick and you hit stuff. And you've got to like go between different areas that are sort of semi-visible on the map. It's isometric. It, yeah, it's basically Bastion in the way that it plays. Mm. Um and it's like sort of light puzzly, light adventure kind of thing. Uh, it's very kind of solid and ordinary, except for the visuals, which are absolutely gorgeous. And your mileage will vary, obviously, depending on your aesthetic taste. But they're like a children's book. But the ones that are, you know, the ones that end up being kind of like timeless classic. I'm not saying this is a timeless classic, but timeless classic children's books because they're so painterly and beautiful and loads of time's been put into making them look like real works of art um, rather than just being sort of basic and bright primary cores for kids they've kind of yeah. got the more sophisticated look but they're still clearly intended for kids and it's that kind of a look to it and i was very 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 impressed by that um so yeah, I thought it was worth dipping into. And yeah, it's it's one of those that's totally fine. It's a mindless time waster. Uh not to, you know, throw too much shade at it. <laughs> it's a perfectly serviceable game that's entertaining enough in the moment. Your mind probably won't even go back to it when it's not there. You'll turn on your your whatever your system is and go, Oh yeah, I was playing that, I'll put it on for another half hour. Other than that, other than the visuals, it's it's pretty normal but yeah it's lovely looking uh if you like the graphics and you like sort of fairly straightforward simple adventure games like uh what was that one that was out that was really popular judic yes way well, get into the stage where we can read each other's minds um yeah tunic um not as pretty as tunic in its own kind of way but it's uh yeah it's that sort of a thing it's not as good as tunic but if you like that sort of thing you'll probably have a lot of fun with it and to be fair, what is as good as Junic um, yeah. in that genre? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's by Bedtime Digital who done what I think is an underrated gem. They done the uh, Salvador Dali MCS inspired Back to Bed. Right. Um, obviously done Figment as well. Um, and also done a game... Well, they published it bedtime. This was one of their developed ones, but they published one called The Forest Quartet, which is a really, really interesting... Um, uh, puzzle adventure game as well um so they've got a good you know uh a, a good uh history behind them but I, you know i've got figment and i've played a bunch of figment but i kind of played it after another run through of bastion and never kind of got into it because i was like but this isn't bastion um yeah. and yeah i think i you know i might I think what I'm going to do is give myself another playthrough of Figment and then I might jump into this down the line because it, it looks right up my street. Um, you said visually it's beautiful. Um, it's stunning. It's very striking. It's, you know, it's gone for an art style. So it's not going to get... I think you can play this in 25 years' time and it's not going to look old. Yes. Um, 
Gameplay might age badly, who knows, and stuff like that. But visually, it's not going to be old. Um, and yeah, no, I, I like the look of it. And I'm glad you get an enjoyment out of it, despite it not being perfect. Because, again, let's go to, does a game need to be perfect, Stu? Does it? <laughs> exactly. No, it doesn't. Has it got to bring you some kind of joy or thought? If a lot of game yeah. makes you think, or gives you enjoyment, or, or what, evokes some kind of emotion, you're doing a good job, even if it's bad. What you just don't want to be is, eh, that's the worst yeah. crime. Yeah, it's got it's got that loveliness to it. Definitely makes it worth a purchase. Sweet. I've added that to my wish list then. There we go. That's two games you've mentioned that I've now put on my wish list. Wow. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so I've got one more. Um, that I want to touch on. And it's one I can't speak much about because it's very much, it's a detective game, immersive, like like sim type thing with lots of stories, lots of twists, etc., etc. So I can't say too much, otherwise it will ruin the experience. But basically I've been playing Shadows of Doubt, um, which is, yeah, it's it's a sandbox detective stealth game is what they've called it. Um, That's got a... Uh, like a Minecraft pixelated HD 3D look to it. It's a really interesting visual style. Yeah. Um, it's got lots of neon and, and stuff like that to it. Um, and it looks like it could have been done within the Minecraft world. It's, it's just really, yeah, it's really bizarre, but it's got looks more real than Minecraft. I can't, my brain can't quite get my head around the look of this game. Anyway, uh, the idea is you basically are um, on the hunt for a serial killer. Um, I'll try to work out what I can say without going too too much. Um, You're on the hunt for a serial killer and you're in this city and you've got to go round um, and look for clues, put things together to try and find them. Um, And the hook is the world you're in is fully simulated. So you could go and do whatever you want to do and the world lives on. It was, so you could stand there and do absolutely nothing for six hours straight if you wanted. The world carries on living fully simulated which i think is really really a great idea and you yeah. get total you know they, they claim total freedom and you know sometimes when you get a game goes oh you've got total freedom and then you kind of go into it and go well you say i have but i kind of haven't a um, bit like the hitman games yeah where yeah you say i've got total freedom but you know look at all these goals i've got to complete um and if i don't do it apparently that's not the right way of doing it so uh, no, this is you could like basically you could just ignore it if you want uh, that doesn't sound like that's a good thing that you can go into the game and just do nothing and that will still play out um and stuff will still happen around you. But you can if you want. You can go into it and do nothing. You can accidentally chance upon something that's important. You can go really in depth. Um, so it like it goes to the point where you could do like, just check out CCTV footage. Um, and that CCTV footage has actually happened in the game as well. Um, yeah. And... You know, it's not not the sort of like oh, it's pre canned. It's actually happened, and it's just like it's, it's just really really cool. Um, and then you could do things like you could put together your clues on a Charlie Day style crazy conspiracy board if you want. Um, <laughs> and it's yeah, and it's like every single citizen you meet 
he's a, their own individual personality. They have written, like, there's these mini bios for every single character you, you will come in contact with. Um, there's this main overarching story, but you can do loads of little jobs to finance it and, and so, so on and so forth. Um, and it's not just, oh, you've now got all this these goals and that's it that's you've now completed this case you've got to gather the clues whatever that is um i mean so it could be cctv it could be um like getting like interviews or even getting fingerprints and things like that you've got to gather that all up and prove to someone that the person you're trying to go against for like in, in that particular case has committed this crime and you've got to prove that. It's not just, oh, you've done this checkpoint, this checklist of stuff, and that'll do. You could get all the bits, but if you can't then prove it, doesn't matter. You know, you you, you could still lose out. Uh, and it's got their own little bits. So I, I, I don't think I've touched all of it yet, or, or, or hardly any of it. Because it says like things like not picking and sabotaging security systems. I don't, I've not done any of that yet. Um, yeah, and I've, I've, I feel like I've got quite a lot out of the game already, and it's just what an experience this game is. Um, it's not perfect, you know, it's a little bit buggy in places, and um, but it's so ambitious, you can forgive the bugs that it's got in places, yeah. you really can, can forgive it. And what it's done as well is because it's chose this art style, um. I might be wrong, but this Minecraft art style is very cheap in terms of space and resources uh, because there's lots yeah. of reused textures and stuff like that. And Minecraft is only a few hundred megs, is it? Something like that Probably. for massive worlds? I, I <laughs> yeah. don't know. I, I'm sure it's only a small download. Or it was at one point. It might all be different now. And so what they've done is this really cheap pixelated 3d art style which means they can then focus all resources into making the world believable despite it visually not being believable um so it's to compare it the only other world i've been in where i've gone this feels like a real place is red dead redemption 2 yeah that's the level of immersion we're at here now, I've said before, I really love um, the Yakuza games, uh, the Life of Dragon games, whatever we're calling them these days. Um, I really like those because they take the open world and shrink it, um, which makes it feel more alive. But it always felt like a video game world still. Red Dead Redemption and this take it to a level where it's like, I feel I could just live in this world. No other video games apart from those who have made me feel like that. It's yeah. really, really impressive. Nice. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, that's the sort of thing I might um, watch somebody stream, you know, on Twitch yeah. or something. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's still early access. So I don't know what's to come from it. Um, I mean, again, that, that will explain the bugs. And again, I've tried not to go too far into it because if it's early access, I want to play the final full thing. Um, so now I've spoke about it, I am going to step back from it until it gets a massive update. Uh, but, oh, God, yeah, it's so, so worth it. It's so, so worth picking up. Um, and it's 15 quid. It's, yeah. um, you know, it's it's 15 quid. <laughs> and it's just, that's all I'm going to say, really. It's just, yeah, get it. It's brilliant. It is kind of amazing when you have such sophistication and thought in a game and it's like, yeah, it's 15 quid. <laughs> it's like, that's amazing.
Yeah. Or you can go spend 60 quid on whatever Ubisoft are pumping out next. Your choice. <laughs> Not happening, mate. No. Um, so, yeah, absolutely wonderful, wonderful, wonderful game. I don't know. Like, it's an indie game, obviously. I don't know if it's, like, a team or if it's a, um, like, a, a single person. Uh, but it's also, like, it's by someone called Coal Powered Games. That, again, that could be a team. It could just be a single person called Coal. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it's also the person behind what I think is, again, a really underrated, and it almost comes full circle, and I haven't planned this, honestly, a city-building deck game strategy puzzle game that came out back in 2015 <laughs> called Concrete Jungle, right. which was really underrated in my opinion. It's brilliant, but it's by the team who done that. This is the next project, and yeah, just... They two hits on their hand. Um, he's made like they've made two games in eight years, and both are brilliant. So there you go. Cool. I shall be keeping my eye out on those. Definitely. Indeed. Um, and just to finish off, uh, very quickly, Nintendo are dicks, aren't they? Uh, but I'll shut up now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's absolutely right. Um, <laughs> it's getting harder and harder to find a big publisher even if they are also the developer, who you can kind of go, yay, we like you. Mm. It's very challenging. Very challenging. Just play indies. Yeah. Yeah, most of the time. Indies in the future. Yeah. yeah. And the past. And the present. The lot. (laughs) Yeah, we need to have that conversation. Well, revisit what we talked about, what Jim Sterling mentioned about. um, I can't remember the exact phrase they used, but it was pirating from nintendo is is just reclaim reclaiming it's like reclaiming what's yours reclamation reclamation yeah, yeah. yeah. we it's need to morally, discuss that it's your moral obligation to 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 uh to steal or pirate from ubisoft and nintendo and companies like that yeah that's what you um, said we need to chat about that i think yes yeah. uh, but i'm still watching devolver because i'm still unsure where devolver are gonna go yeah They're still the right side of the line but they're getting bigger. So I'm watching you, Devolver. I know, right? Literally, because yeah. I'm on the Steam homepage and they've got a big banner at the top. So I was literally watching Devolver <laughs> there as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll pick as well. that up next week, have a chat about it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes definitely. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I'm shutting up still. I'm shutting up. You may be talking again. I'm shutting up. Shutting up. <laughs> yeah, that was totally my fault. I yeah, always try and cut you off as much as I possibly can. That's, that's good good thing to do but um yeah so as usual hope that your week ahead is good in the meantime before we speak again check out all of our content via the website or on youtube also make sure that you're following us on patreon if you would like to and contribute a little bit towards cost always very welcome follow us and chat in discord if you like about any subject and apart from that have a good week stay safe and stay sane